Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time, and it's the first Stop Hammer Time of the Moyes era. (laughs) With me... Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Jim. Hello. Jim, you and I went to, uh, we, we, you and I went to the uh, Watford game yes. at the weekend. Yes. What did you make of the game? Uh, well, I, I, I made of it just this. Uh, this season, Stop Hammer Time is brought to you in association with Labrooks. What? Sign up and deposit up to £50, and Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, huh? giving you up to £50 worth of free bets. Look for these and other offers at bet.westhampodcast.com. Well, that's an interesting perspective on the Watford game, Jim. Um, I hope you can sort of fill in some of the obvious obvious gaps that uh, I think myself and 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 our other guests are currently uh, mulling over. Seemed a sketchy report. You seem perplexed. Seemed a ske- we were at the same match, Jim, and I, oh, I'm not sure I concluded any of that. Really? In the game we saw. Oh, it seemed obvious to me. Also joining us on this podcast is a, is an old friend of mine uh, who has done this podcast before, and he and I met uh, working on the Big Breakfast. Television's The Big Breakfast. Uh, I just did one brief but glorious summer of 2001. And uh, Nick, I'm sure you did more. It's Nick Hildred. Hello. Hi, Nick. Hello. When did, how long did you work on The Big Breakfast? Four years. Ooh, so did you go through... Johnny Vaughan and uh, Richard Bacon and um, somebody in between. Did you do Johnny and Denise and Johnny, Johnny and, and Lisa? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I did all of them. Yeah. One did, after another. Did Johnny have... It was just Johnny and Denise and Johnny and... No, d- Johnny and Denise, then Johnny and um, the underwear model, um, dark hair, um, oh. used to be married to... Um, what's the name, Zane? Billy Zane. Not the one... Kelly Brook. Kelly Brook. The lovely Kelly Brook. Kelly Brook. What was the name of the model that did the Boddington ads? Oh, uh, um, Melanie Sykes and Melanie, her Northern well Delights. Done. Well yeah, done. Melanie Sykes yeah, is yeah. possibly the most... Um, naturally beautiful person i've ever met really uh, seriously at five o'clock in the morning when most people look frankly dreadful yeah um she'd step out of her car uh looking 
perfect. And that's before she went into makeup. She looked perfect. Was that what was that? Guesting on TV shows and stuff. Melanie Sykes. Um, how do you mean? Uh, did she, she didn't do breakfast? Did yeah. She? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Did she? Yes. And the other one you mentioned, the the good looking one. Yeah, Kelly Brook. Kelly Brook, right. Yeah, she, she was a presenter too. Oh, I didn't know Melanie no, Sykes was. Yes. I just sort of pulled her name out because I was trying no. to remember names and models from the 90s. Yes, Melanie Sykes was a presenter on The Big Breakfast. Well, I only did the uh, the death throes of the show. I did the summer of 2001, which was Richard Bacon and Amanda Byram. Byram, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, one of the, one of the wonderful bits of doing Big Breakfast was with Phil Jupiter's. Oh, yeah. Another West Ham fan. Yes, who's done this podcast. Amazing. And, and uh, we came up with an idea for the exec producers, which was um, Johnny Vaughan's dressing room, which Phil was going to be using, uh-huh. was completely decked out in Chelsea. Oh, colours. yeah, yeah. So we went, why don't we, this will be fun, why don't we deck it out in West Ham colours and yes. do it as a start of the show with him sitting in Johnny Vaughan's dressing room going, all right, Johnny, I hope you're having a lovely holiday. I love it here. And they wouldn't let us do it. They said, no, Johnny won't have a, he'll have a wow. sense of humour failure. Wow. Apparently. But wow. I, you know. Tyrannical Johnny Vaughan. Oh, I wouldn't blame him. No, I reckon it's the executive producers probably going. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what people are like. Yeah, but I think that would have been hilarious. It would have been good. Yeah. Mm. Yes, great days, Nick. Yeah, happy great days. days. Great days. Uh, Nick and I, in fact, working on a, a podcast uh, together. Yes, we are. Uh, Nick's uh, Nick's idea. Uh, um, it's called Nick. Why don't you say a little bit about it? Oh, it's called Release the Clowns, uh, which you can find at um, on Facebook, Release the Clowns, or Release the Clowns pot dot release the clowns dot podbean dot com dot podbean dot podbean com. so it's pod and a bean beans you find in pods it's a pod Clever. sketch show it's yeah and pod- it is it's a sketch show it's a comedy sketch show on on the internet in a podcast by a, a wide group of um some of our peers writers. from the big breakfast simon littlefield and phil yes. nice who has also done this podcast the beautiful phil nice it is like a a, a west ham adjunct sketch show yes in it? yes in it yeah. The reason we uh, don't want to get to the game is <laughs> the reason we're padding furiously so that we don't have to discuss the, the football match at the weekend um, is, I don't know why. Anyway, Jim, uh, you and I went. We did. Um, <clears throat> see it on the box, Nick? See it on the box? Heard it. Heard it. Heard it live, Radio 5 live. Good way to, good way to, good way to consume it. I, l- I love listening. Orally. I love listening. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of a games I've heard on. Oh, the well, the the second um, uh, playoff final under Pardew, I went to a wedding, oh, right. so yeah. I couldn't go to that. We went right. to the first one right. together, didn't yes. we? The yes. second one I couldn't go, oh, right. uh, so I missed the. Um, Blimey, I'd forgotten that. I missed the loss to Palace. I went to the loss. You, you, I went you to missed the, loss the to win Palace. against Preston I North End. Didn't go to the win against Preston North End, but I heard that. Uh, driving in a car back from the wedding Great. to the airport. Yes. And I think I, my head nearly went through the, uh, the sunroof. Uh, and that was a, that was a great radio listen. Uh, yeah, I radio games. Think, yeah. I can remember listening to some of those uh, European games on the radio in, in the 70s. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah, they they yeah. were good. Um, the most frustrating radio listen I ever had was, uh, going, uh, going, 
to a home game against Spurs. Oh, traffic and, through the Batwall um, Tunnel. Traffic through the Batwall Tunnel. Yeah. There was, there was, there was always a queue going through the Batwall Tunnel, yeah. but uh, this queue just stopped going anywhere. Yes. And at the time, I had a kind of massive uh, Vauxhall Carlton estate. It was like a really knackered old thing. I'd done mm. about 120,000 miles. Um, and um, it had a kind of smuggle faulty air conditioning heat. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it had a kind of faulty air conditioning sort of heating system. It was a really, it was quite a, it must have been early season and was right. quite a warm, warm day afternoon. Oh. <laughs> um, and the engine would like overheat. And the only way you could sort of stop the engine from overheating, and we, we, and we were like inching oh, forward, so I couldn't oh, switch no. it off, was to turn the, turn uh, the, heating, the heating full on. Yes. And... Um, we went ahead. I think your own Bora might have scored a uh-huh. goal, uh, and we went ahead. And we did eventually get there, and I got to see the last five minutes of the game, literally the last five minutes, uh, during which uh, Klinsman scored a diving uh, header winner for Spurs. It was possibly one uh, of my... I've had some shit experiences following this football club, but it was, <laughs> it was up there with, uh, with, with the shittest. No. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Well, talking of shit experiences, Jim, yeah. what did you what did you what did you make of uh, oh, well, Sunday's game? Um, the problem is if you if you're kind of sort of restabilizing plan is to sort of set up four five one, keep it tight at the back, lads. Mm. Uh, see how we go. Uh, and that you concede after seven minutes or whatever yeah. it was. Um, you are you have got a bit of a trouble. And if his if his version of kind of you know get us out of this is play four five one and lump it up to the big man. Yeah. Oh, no, I really do fear. I mean, mm. he's got to be a bit more flexible and he's thinking, you know, um, I mean, oh, you know, to, to give him the, the benefit of the doubt, I thought that in a way he played a sort of a fairly defensive, fairly conservative form, in a sense, to just run a rule over what he's got. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, you, I, I, of you course, you've got to give him time. Try and play conservatively, yes. yeah. you know, the important things to try and kind of get some sort of result out okay, of the game. So, so, I mean, what do you think he's learned, though? I mean, so, yeah, so yeah. hopefully he's had a look at that and he's worked out right... Uh, Arnautovic is a lazy bastard and really is a bit of a waste of a shirt at the moment. Hopefully he's learnt that Lanzini's got to be more involved in the game. You can't really play him out wide left if you want him to kind of create things and and be involved. Hopefully he's learnt that Noble really probably is just a squad player now. Um, Those are a few things I hope Mm -hmm. he's he's learnt. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought... One thing I thought was that it was... um, just whether there was a, some kind of vogue, you know, the the the, the, you know, the Dutch masters of the seventies, and then subsequently, kind of Barcelona and Real Madrid played four five one, and therefore it's a hugely favoured system. I've never seen it work in a West Ham team, never ever, uh, not with Andy Carroll, especially away from home. Uh, and I think the reason is that there's this odd. It's not really four five one; it's four three three. Uh, but it goes to four five one when you mm. don't have the ball. The thing is, if you don't get on the good foot, if you don't take the initiative at any time, you are playing four five one for the whole match. Yeah. Therefore, Carroll is just isolated on his own up front. I, I happen to see the kind of match of the day analysis of the game, and that that was the first thing they said. Jermaine Genius and somebody else kind of went, "Why is Carroll just running around on his own? Because no one's close yeah, to him." Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's four five one for you. That's that's. And he wasn't, you know, he wasn't really winning many headers. No, no. Um, he was hardly getting off the ground a lot of the time. I mean, I think maybe they were they were kind of leaning on him a lot, but but they were timing their jumps while those central defenders and. 
He but, he but, didn't really get much. You know, I think his days of sort of proper bullying centre halves are, are sort of largely in the past. Yeah. I, I don't think he's quite got since his series of injuries the athleticism that he, he once had. Yeah. I think the um, last couple of days there's been a lot of um, sort of um, throwing his hands in the air and moaning as well. Yeah. I, I'm not sure he's super I mean, interested. He's a moment. decent footballer, mm. and he's a lot better with the ball at his feet than people. Uh, often, you know, give him credit for, but uh, you've got to fit him into a system where where he becomes a, a kind of sort of pivotal focal point, holds the ball up, brings people into play. It's no good just whacking it up to his head and he flicks it on to nobody. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the problem. Uh, you know, is that- you want somebody if you've got somebody who's that good, who used to be that good in the air, um, to be able to knock it to someone. But uh, yeah, in and, a sense, and control I mean, it and give a it away. one header, a, a header that has been won is basically that starts a second lottery, exactly. doesn't it? Because, <laughs> because, you know, a long ball is essentially a kind of, uh, a kind of toy, a coin toss between a central defender and a striker. If the striker wins that because he's a sort of better player, what happens is just another lottery, you know, uh, unless it is directed at someone who is um, running past him yeah, exactly. or, or who he's facing if he's got his back to their goal who he's going to take it and run past them and that's that was another thing about the 4-5-1 if it stays if it stays kind of wide and your five are sort of essentially spread across the midfield even if you sort of played it in which which didn't happen and should have happened a few times play it into Lanzini with his back to goal and he will turn if there's no one running past him there's no point in him turning and yeah. um because they're just across the midfield. And what, what seemed to happen a lot on Sunday was that at the beginning of the game, Arnautovic and Lanzini did what I imagine they were told, which is sort of hug the touchline. And then, you know, the Watford scored within seven minutes and that, that plan went out the window. So then they did come inside a bit more. They, well, I thought Lanzini just went looking for the ball yes, quite right. a bit in yeah, the second yeah. half, you know, yeah. I mean, and so you gonna, tend to lose yeah. your shape a bit, of course, yeah. when that, when that happens. Yeah. Um, um, but what you had then was just a sort of weird melange of players, which I've seen before in the middle where no one really knows their job. No. You had Kiyati, mm. Noble and Obiang, who once there's just a kind of cloud of footballers in the middle are all doing the same job. I mean, Kiyati was getting forward a bit, a yeah. bit more than he had, has done possibly in, in recent times. Um, and of course had two good chances. Yeah. Um, I mean, we created, you know, in spite of the fact that we, we were, you know, in general play second best yeah. a lot of the time, um, we did create three or four, four really, I suppose you could say, you know, decent yes. chances, a couple yeah, yeah. of very, very good saves, great block on the line, although I think that involved a hand. It wasn't really a handball, I don't think. No. But, um, it, was a strange, it was a strange game. Replays it, of it, just saw it live. So um, the, the, the Liverpool performance, although a horrendous result funnily enough you know we went to that and i didn't think we played that badly mm. we just didn't create any chances this game i think we played worse than the liverpool game but those were for three excellent chances mm. and one kind yeah. of half chance you yeah. know we're, i mean we're, it, would, it would have been a kind of real kind of really you ding you're digging yeah. don't worry about it Jim. okay all right, all right. 
It's like you know that YouTube clip of Christian Bale when there's like a sort of a gaffer in his eyeline in oh, this film and he just yeah, goes yeah, completely yeah, yeah, mad. You're it. like that. I am yeah. a bit like that. Like oh, Christian yeah. Bale yeah. going yeah. mental because yeah. something has slightly put you off. Well, I'm also disappointed there wasn't a bowl of just the orange Smarties that I asked for. That's that. Yeah. Um, you know, what's, what's going on? Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> You've changed. I tell you. Since you did that good poem. <laughs> since you yes, did that good one, poem. Good, the one good one. You did that good poem and now... <laughs> Everything's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. You gone to yeah. bed. Yeah. You came separately from the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did another podcast. You got a helicopter. I did another. I did the whistleblowers as well. What today? I was in demand. No, not today. Last last time. The last time. Yeah. 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 They wanted. They wanted me. Well, actually, they wanted Jim. You. We don't want your CV. <laughs> We're not here to listen to your CV, Jim, of things uh, you've done. Okay. Just oh. will you behave yourself, Jim? Okay. Honestly. Where were we? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Oh, reliving the the fun the, and frolics the, of uh, the Watford game. Great yeah. day. Which was a wonderful. Great day. Yeah. Great occasion, I thought. Um, yes. Um, it was at the other end from us. And I, when we lose, I can't bring myself to watch Match of the Day and highlights and all that kind of bollocks. Uh, should Hart have done better with the second? I, I didn't really... I didn't get... Possibly. Uh, possibly. I mean, you know. I've read that. Yeah. Yes, it's been said a few times. That, uh, because I, it was it low to his left again. I mean, that is his big weakness, isn't it? Mm, that mm. and people hitting the ball at him. Yes. It uh, seems to well, me. he made one very good save, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, he did. uh, mm. um, but yeah. but I, did ship uh, what ten goals in the first three games of the season? Uh, yeah. I, just, I mean, I don't, I don't see a... him as an improvement on Adrian. No. I, 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 yeah, and I rather yeah, I like adrian's go-getting spirit i mean yeah. i think the kind of the kind of that kind of sort of ballsy character i mean the way he was geeing everyone up in the warm-ups was yeah. you know was typical of, of, yeah, of him yeah. really i i you know i like him and i no. think unique characters in the side especially when it's sort of he was peculiarly scapegoated he was peculiarly yeah. sca- yeah. i don't understand yeah. it because i i really rate adrian mm. I, I i think he's for me he's like, like almost a perfect west ham keeper yeah. You need somebody just dynamic, who's a shot stopper, who knows full well he's probably got quite a porous defence in front of him and will be called on at any yeah. moment to do something spectacular. And and I, I, I for me, I, I, I yeah. think, wow, that's great. Joe Hart's not like that. He's used to having a world-class defence yeah. in front of him. Well, he's very slow getting off his line. Slow, I that's think. it. He's, he's and, dreadfully uh, slow. He's not good with the ball at his feet. I mean, that was no. the reason why um, uh, Guardiola didn't want anything to do with him, because he is not a very good distributor of the ball. No. He's not very good with the ball, you know, at his feet. Um uh, anyway, he, well, he spent most of his time just banging it long to. Andy well, Cowan, yeah, there was he? clearly an instruction. There wasn't to, a single no, rollout no, to a defender. No. That seemed to be a, that bizarre. seemed to be an instruction, though. That mm. was kind clearly, of just yeah. bang it long to Andy. Oh, you know? uh, uh, there have been times when, you know, I think when there is a sort of, uh, uh, you know, a great big guy who's good in the air up front, players from just their own initiative bang it long to them because it's a kind yeah. of release when they're tired and stuff like that but this looked like an instruction 
the second Hart got the ball, everyone turned their backs on him and began running up the field. And that felt like they were, you're not, you're not yeah. going to get a rollout. A rollout's yeah. not going to happen. Um, we're banging it long yeah. to Andy. Having said all this about sort of tech, tactics and setup and whatever, in the end, yeah, sport is so psychological, isn't it? And the, mm. you can see, you, you can almost, you can feel, you can touch the palpable uh, lack of confidence. Yeah. In them. Their heads were down in the first half. I mean, you look, you, you, there were times when you looked around at 1 0 down. And it's a head down everywhere. You know, yeah. it, it, they, yeah. they, they really dragged themselves through that game. And it was like, well, we've gone one nil down. We can't win this. It really, yeah. it really felt like that. Yeah. So yeah. what, 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 what can they do to, to make that better? Is Moyes well, the right person for that? We've got something to, you know, we need one to go in off someone's ass or something like that, or just get a, get a lucky yeah. penalty or something like that. You know, you need, you need a little bit of a, a break, don't you? Uh, you know, if, 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 if that, you know, either of those chances in the first yes. half had gone in, and we went in at the break one-one. It might have made a bit. It might have been a different game. I think I, you so, know, yeah. could easily. You know, we know that those a lot of those players can can be good. It's not mm. as though they're fundamentally a rubbish team. It's it's a mishmash, and they they have you know it's been assembled in a way that hasn't been strategic i think as that's the last couple of transfer windows have been a bit disastrous in that respect but nevertheless you've got some decent decent yeah. football yeah. we've said quite a few times that inside of that squad there's 11 people that can play football and you should yeah. be able to get a team that can go out and give another side a game you know and at the moment we're not even doing that where if the other team scores our heads go down and and you know brighton yeah. i mean ironically i think our best chance of picking up points over the next week is against is against the bigger teams yeah. is against your chelsea's and arsenal's because i think they will raise their game again against so i think that you know you are galvanized by the by by the nature of the opposition very yeah. often it's when they, when you know that's that they they're going into games like what they'll go into this game on friday night thinking we have to get something out of this. There's pressure. Mm. If they concede early or uh, there are a few early misplaced passes, that crowd will start to, you know, the, the, the kind mm. of uneasiness and the, um, the jeeriness of the crowd will start to affect them. It is a, it is a vicious circle. We, yeah. I mean, we've seen it all, you know, we've, we've seen plenty of relegation teams at West Ham over the years. So we've seen it all before and you know how it works. And for me, they look like a relegation team. They do Sunday. at the moment, yeah. Right. Uh, more on this uh, after this message. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrooks. Welcome back. Uh, this is our 10th uh, uh, year of Stop Hammer Time. Once we get into December, that will be, we started in December 2007, wow. I believe, wow. under uh, Kirbyshne. Uh, and uh, last time I, I read out a, a piece from one of the early podcasts and uh, um, as I think I might have mentioned I had a catastrophic uh, hard disk crash in early 2010 oh. so I lost a lot of stuff so I haven't really got anything before 2010-11 but I, I found one uh, the other day, this is a, an email that, uh, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, you get emails from the club on Monday morning and sometimes they're from the chairman, sometimes from the manager, sometimes from personalities within the team. Uh, this is one and it's quite, um, it's quite apposite for, for, for what's happening now because we worry about our training methods now and stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. uh, this is from the training ground. Ah, uh, right, so okay. it's, it's from the training ground. <clears throat> And uh, it's quite interesting, some of the personalities from the team, that were this team of, uh, uh, I'd say probably 2010-11, so probably the Grant team, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah. Training, be training begins, I'll start again. Training begins every day at the stroke of just after Holmes Under the Hammer. 
It might surprise you to learn that first in every morning is Radislav Kovac, although he is often wearing jeans and a casual shirt and patent leather slip-ons, and his breath smells of Bacardi Breezer. And he's got a stamp on his hand from a nightclub, and there's a used Johnny stuck to the sole of his shoe. (laughs) Last in every day is Mark Noble, who often gets lost driving in. We used to have this convention that Mark Noble is not very bright. Last in every day is Mark Noble, who often gets lost driving in. We bought him a sat-nav, but now he thinks there's a lady telling him what to do trapped inside the engine compartment. So he keeps stopping to try and let her out. Radislav Kovac told us about when he had a woman trapped inside the engine compartment of his car. But that story had a sad ending. First up, we get changed. Next, we call an ambulance for Kieran Dyer, whose pelvis often shatters when he pulls his shorts up. Wally Downs arrives with a big bag of footballs, and training starts in earnest. Since Victor's arrival, Victor Abinner, this normally lasts two to three minutes before Wally has to go back to Upton Park for another big bag of footballs. We now put our address and a stamp on each ball in the hope that people will eventually send them back to us. Next, Wally Downs works with us on specific skills. He'll pass the ball to Colton Cole, and the rest of us will go and have lunch while he tries to bring it under control. I've put on a stone in the last week. Next, our wide players work on their crossing. As Wally explains to Julian Faubert, a good cross must beat the first defender. So, in order to build Julian's confidence, Wally had him try and avoid first hitting a real defender, then a very small defender then an actual dwarf, then a baby dressed as a defender, then a one-eighth scale model of a defender, then a Sabutio defender. Yesterday, when Julian managed to kick the ball against just the idea of a defender, Wally went very quiet and we decided to take a break and watch Colton trying to bring a ball under control for an hour or two. Julian's a really bubbly character and he's brought a lot of sophistication to our game. We now smoke Galois at half-time instead of Dunhill. All except Luis Boamorte. He smokes crack. Next is defending set pieces. As a defender, it's vital to make space for yourself in the penalty area and watching Matty Upson shake off his man and ghost into acres of space is a real treat. He's no Gary Breen, but I can definitely see a massive club coming in for him in the transfer window. We round the day off with a gentle jog, or as Mark Noble calls it, sprinting. (laughs) Then we hit the showers, all except Kieran Dyer, who Kevin Keane has to spray with a fine mist of water from one of those plant sprayers since a drop of water landed on him once and broke his collarbone. (laughs) Come on, you irons. (laughs) Radislav Kovacs. Wally Downs. Wally Downs. Julian Faubert. Yeah, Julian wow. Faubert. Had a lot of trouble beating the first man with a cross. Yes. So, Clearly. Yes, yes. He did the odd good thing. Though, yes, he did. He? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yes, we sort of, yeah. Suffered from tight calves. Tight a calves lot. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. 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 Um, Moyes, I mean, yeah. has got to surely learn that uh, a four-five-one with Andy up front sort of just isn't going to work. I mean, their landing ball's essentially on the top of his head. Unless his head has got Velcro on it, there's no way to control no. a football with the top of your head, to trap it on your head with some sort of hat uh, so that traps it on your head and then you run at the goal. Yeah. Is the only way... Because you've just got a second ball then and who's going to win that? Yeah, well, exactly. I tell you, you know, Valderrama... Do you remember yes, the yes, great he, Colombian? He could trap it on his head because yes, of his hair. Yes. 
So still, you know, maybe still a football or two. Maybe we'll sign yeah. Fellaini then. Yes. Oh yeah, in the January Fellaini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets on with Moyes. Yes. Well, yes. Well, and there, there is a, that, that rumor is out there. Ah. Uh, he hasn't renewed his that contract at Manchester United. He's, that co- those negotiations yes. are still. Well, and you, you wouldn't be see, yeah. you wouldn't be surprised, would you? No. If at least a bid no. was made, and uh, you couldn't. Yeah. Um, do they still hate yeah. Marouane Fellaini at Man U? I don't think they do. I think oh, he, they uh, like him now because I, I remember when he first yeah. went. Yeah. They was yeah. like, we don't like Moyes and we no. hate Fellaini. Well, he was seen as some sort of yes. He was seen in in He's not good enough. No. I um, mean, post Payet, we we have played the be- the times we've played better football under Bilic. It has largely been with the three at the back, hasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I, would you not say? Yes. Um, so uh, you know, that, it feels that we've, we, if anything, we're sort of a bit set up for that. Yeah, uh, um, and I think it would push and, people further up the pitch as well. I mean, the, the, yeah. you know, the problem we had is that we were sort of with with one player on his own way up the pitch. Everyone else got pressed back by yeah. Watford. Um, another thing, you know, we really saw when Watford hit us on the break was that they had some pace. And they haven't got any players that are lightning quick. They've just got players that are sort of quick. We don't have any. And if we, our breaks were ponderously slow well, and often gave Watford plenty of time to regroup the, the, as Mark described a 360 degree circle yeah. and then passed it four yards sideways. Uh, uh, I mean, they had... Yeah. All the time in the world Absolutely. to regroup. I mean, you're talking about sort of, you know, you're going back 10 years to Everton Grant and so on. But in a way, and we, we can think back to, to sort of Kirbishly and, you know, uh, times when you'd, you'd, you'd go away from home and he'd put um, a, a less than mobile, let's, be, let's, be, let's face it, uh, Dean Ashton on his own. Mm-hmm. The same sort of oh, thing yeah. would happen. You know, yeah, Dean Ashton, yeah. good footballer, needed to play with people around him yeah, as, exactly. as, a, as a pivotal player. But Kirbishly, time and time again, just stuck him on his own up front. Um, you know, Watford looked like a modern Premier League side, sharp you know, um, energetic, it's first to everything, mm. uncompromising in defence, sharp and quick on the break. You know, uh, knew, everybody knew what they were doing. It looked, We looked a bit like a dinosaur team in, in that sense. I well, uh, and you fall between two stalls with that kind of 4-5-1 setup because what we didn't do was press them. Uh, no, we not, weren't not, far not, not not in a sustained way. There were little sporadic moments, weren't yeah. there? We had a couple of decent spells. Yeah, just before half time, yeah, yeah. I would say it was yes. it was a decent yeah. spell. Yeah. You know, uh, but um, but but we didn't. You know, we didn't sit back and soak it up. We didn't press them, but we also didn't sit back and soak it up and hit them on the break because we didn't have pacey enough players to no. break. And we were so, too, yeah, we were too so deep. it's not working on on two different extremes of the same scale. Okay. You're not. I mean. It's really interesting. It's three games in a row I've seen uh, a striker trying to wave the rest of the team up to close someone down, close down a defender or goalkeeper. Um, well, they had a sustained before they Ayu, scored the second. Ayu in a couple of games ago, yeah. I can't remember which one that was, uh, then Hernandez, and then Sacco, this game, going, come on, you fuckers, press. You know, I'm running at the goalkeeper. Just one more to just close down. If I'm, if I'm closing down a defender, someone else close down where that defender could pass to and we could get them into trouble. But Yeah, but, yeah. he struggled though, didn't he? I mean, I, he had that one little run down the right. But after that, I swear, I'm not sure he touched the ball again for about 10 minutes in the last 10 minutes of the game. He really, you know, just couldn't get into the game, Sacco. No, but, um, I, don't, but I don't they, think... Before they scored the second 
they, I mean, we had they, they had a sustained period of pressure, but we, we, we literally couldn't get out of our no, uh, well, no. we couldn't get out of our final third. Never mind out of our half. No, and and there were just pointless boots to not even convincing clearances no. to to nowhere. I mean, there was no you know yeah. it was it was. Well, you just problem, knew yeah. that second goal was coming. It was utterly inevitable. As soon as you start clearing to nowhere, that it'll come it'll back. Come back. It just comes yeah, straight yeah, back. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand how, how anyone... Well, two things. Number one, does a, does a big man on his own up at the front ever work? I, I, really? Because that, that was one of the complaints yeah. I used to say about Wayne Rooney. Well, he's terribly isolated. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean he's, he's time, not a yeah. bad player. You know, he's scored lots of goals. I mean, I think when, you know... The idea of the four-five-one is that is that the you know two of your two of your five become part of a front three mm. when you're sort of when the impetus is with you. The problem with it is if you never get the initiative, yeah. you're just playing four-five-one for the whole game. And away under um, Allardyce, you saw that all the time. It was you know people had an odd. I mean, I, I get. I suppose because it's, they are quite often away matches. You know, Carroll is a good player, but but deployed. On his own up front, we saw him have lots and lots of extremely anonymous, ineffective games away from home mm. because he's just on his own up front running around to keep warm. And uh, that's part of the kind of problem with the, the sort of the cult of Andy is that yeah. it's always it's always tempting to see him as I mean everyone says he's a one man plan B if things are going if you're chasing a goal or if you you know even if you have to kind of defend some corners at the end he's actually very good yeah, at that having yeah, another big yeah. man in the area so um, but the temptation to start him you know that was obviously with Allardyce all the time it sort of it was it became that way with Billich it started to be that if he was fit he played and quite often he would have a good game as well things like the Palace game he had a very good game in that and uh, uh, last season and um, so you know he sort of earns possibly a place in the starting lineup but they sort of forget that he uh, sets into motion your whole style of play because people are going to bang it long to him even if you tell them not to and suddenly that's how you're playing football. And if you're hoping to score goals that way, you, you, you probably won't. Uh, so I think, you know, there's players, obviously Hernandez, you want him back again and you want him to play and you want him to be deployed in the right way. Yes, but uh, I, I mean, is there any news on exactly how long he's, he's deemed to be? It's a hamstring injury, isn't it? So yeah. Presumably that's oh. quite a long time, isn't it? Oh, uh, Antonio is a hamstring in, injury. Yeah, right. I think it's just a strain. I think it's just okay. on internet. No, I mean, okay. I think they... They think he will I think be they back were fairly confident. Yeah, I think, I think they possibly hoped he might be on the bench on, oh, okay. you know, for, oh, well, for Watford. Oh, I think it's good. You know, um, he was also coming back from international du- from right. an international break, so yeah. I think that was they were just sort of resting him for those reasons. I think. Right. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think. You know, Antonio is the one that's kind of a serious hamstring thing, even though it's the other one from the one that was operated on. Yeah, Ooh. and they think he might take longer to get back. But yeah, playing three at the back could well push people further forward. I think that. You know, oddly, even though there's a defensive reason for doing it, I think people can get further up the pitch when there's three there. You know, so that yes. seems to be a possibility. I mean, Moyes has got one. One, one of the things he did have at, at Everton was a sort of kind of reputation for 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 bringing young players into the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do seem to have. I mean, I, you know, I, I I think I feel Byram's been a little bit unlucky. I, I, he's I, I, injured. I liked him. He's injured at the moment. But yeah. I think well, he's not going to play whilst Abeletta's. Sabalis is going to be first choice anyway, isn't he? I mean, well, maybe yeah, not under yeah. Moyes. Well, Moyes well, says well, I'm going to come in and look at people. It might and be so, interesting yeah, in that yeah. respect, you know. But and, unfortunately, he's injured. Um, 
you know, the crowd was sort of players who kind of sort of not playing always get better, don't they? As it were by <laughs> reputation. So there's there's a lot of faith now being pinned on um, Martinez, Martinez yeah. as of course at one point there was on, on Freddie Sears, for example. Mm-hmm. Everyone wishfully thought that he would be our, our savior, especially after scoring on his debut, but. You know, you wonder that's going to be a lot of pressure on Mike as and when he gets his chance. It's going to be a hell of a lot of pressure on him, isn't there? Well, there was also a sort of rather worrying substitution from Moyes, where where, where we were saying you've got to, what needs to happen now is something that changes the way we yeah. play. And what he did was a like for like substitution yes. of Carol Fusaco. Yes, yeah. and yes. you you know Allardyce used to do that all yes. the time. It's like a kind of kid playing a football yeah. manager game who's just going I'll oh, swap out that player for that yeah. player yeah. and that player's good so he'll score goals you know no the system is, the is problem. R- wrong it's not the not the personnel I have the feeling that's what David Moyes does actually I, uh, uh, I hope not is it not isn't he didn't he come under a lot of flack at Man U for poor substitutions on just not seeing know. where the obvious substitution was as far as the crowd were concerned, I'm pretty sure. I think he just came under flat full stop, didn't he? I mean, I, yeah, I think true. He was, ne- was always onto a loser with that with that one. So, I mean, so they, won, the f- they won over half their games and they finished seventh. You know, yeah, it's like it's yeah. sort of the yeah. cretins. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of bloody hell. You know, they yeah. won over half their matches that yeah. season. So, but it didn't really give them a huge amount of money, did they? They haven't really spent big until Mourinho turned up to be and the yeah. team was kind of run you know basically I think Fergie sort of left him a kind of run down like, team, yes I think you know, it was like, yeah. Um, you know players skulls and gigs were very close to ending yeah. I think they were still in the team but they were both they'd gone grey and <laughs> he just left them there didn't buy anyone new really Smalling was not very good at that time and has got better um, so I think he left him with quite a weak team so he's used to it yeah that's right. <laughs> coming he, into yeah. a weakened team well you know <laughs> Everton have never had all that much money and he's managed to kind of, you know, we always sort of spoke quite fondly about Everton in a way and that you're kind of going, that's a team that doesn't, never really has a lot of money, but there's, there's an Arteta, you know, they've got like a skillful midfielder that Mm. are kind of a team that is setting out to just stay in the premiership is possibly going to play kind of a, quite a dour attritional football. But Everton have got like this really skillful Spanish midfielder in the team. Cahill was good. You yeah. Know, Pinar was good. Osman's good. Leighton Baines was a skillful left back. And has the tightest shorts in the world. Leighton Baines? Yeah. I went to see, oh, a couple of years ago, a friend of mine, Man City fan, came down to London. We went to see Everton West Ham in the, must have been the FA Cup. Right, yes. It was the second leg. Went to penalties. Yes. That was that Adrian Gloves game. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it was literally, le- how can Leighton Baines run in shorts Teeny that shorts. tight? Mm. I mean, they were so tight. They Surely he must get lightheaded. Mm. It was, I've never seen anything like it. It was quite horrible to watch. Maybe his uh, powerful left foot is because there's more blood in that leg. It could well easily yeah, be. There's hu- more yeah. density of blood in that leg. Yes taken away from other parts of his body that he doesn't need to use so much. The brain. Brain. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, so, so here's a question. Do we like Moyes as a, as a manager, possibly? Or... I was not excited by the appointment, but, but equally, I sort of feel I'm sort of kicking against the massive negative reaction to him. You know, I sort of felt that, like, 
you know, that his experiences as Man U and Sunderland were, you know, Sunderland would just, he's, he now says he shouldn't have take, taken that job. And that's obviously very easy to say with uh, hindsight. But yeah. it was a sinking ship, as oh, is yeah. evidenced by, you know, they're at the bottom of the second flight now. They might drop again. You know, I think they were basically kind of fucked when he went there. Hmm, I think they spent quite a lot of money on Sam's winter transfer window, probably didn't want to spend any more because they felt they'd got good players from that. But, you know, who knows? But it just... You just wonder how much help a new manager gets when they come in just to kind of speed the process up of them getting up and running with what's there, you know? Yeah. You almost want someone that goes every week who he would sort of trust to sort of say, listen, I know he's... You know, something like, I know he's the team captain, but, but Noble is... You know, Obiang's got sort of something. He's a bit patchy, but he's got something. Maybe Mark is very slow and dwells on the ball a lot. It might be his time. Rather than giving Moyes seven or eight games to discover that, because we don't really have seven or eight games. Yeah, true. Oh, gosh. There's a lot of things that I wonder whether they're kind of passed on to a new manager. Avram Grant should have been... Someone should have gone up to him and said, hey... Um, uh, Matthew, Matthew Upson is, is the captain of the team nominally, but really you should give the captaincy to Scott Parker. You know, yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. in the press pay. thought was... Uh, yeah, well, yeah. But no everybody outside that. the club thought he was the captain. Yeah, so yeah. something, you know, that was one thing that Grant could have changed and he yeah. didn't. And yeah. I think somebody, you know, there's probably this weird after you, no after you, sort of someone like, you know, if I went to, if I went to Manchester United... I would ask to meet Bobby Charlton and get him. He fucking goes every week. Yeah, Manchester true. United legend goes every week, has seen hundreds of Manchester United teams. What do you think about this team? What do you think I should change? He's not going to go, eh, you get lots of money. Why didn't you tell me what needs to change? You know, unless... And he does talk that way too. Unless he's a sort of shithead. I, I get the feeling that there is a certain... You know, they pay these guys a lot of money, so they sort of go, um, all right, then... What are you going to do? And he's going, um, um. Is it, do, I, do I have a car parking space? Don't know. You tell me if you've got a, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? We're paying you for me. Don't tell them anything. Yeah. Where's know? the training ground? <laughs> Haven't you, you got a you're sand the manager. Nav. Why don't you tell me whether, you know, I, I, I genuinely think they don't get much help. And, uh, um, you know, you, you, I sort of wondered why when Lanzini wasn't injured, that sort of new playmaker who's a kid, couldn't have sort of played Aximanovic. in, you know, see what he's like for a game. If you if you have one playmaker in your squad, that's what a squad's for. If you've got another one, yeah. when one's injured, play you, the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kind of, oh, our playmaker's injured. But when we had another play, well, no, he's, he's too young. You know, Wayne Rooney was scoring goals when he was 17. It's like, Ronaldo was playing at top flight yeah. when he was 17. It's like, 17's not, you know, lots of footballers are 17. Michael Owen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, when's he going to be old enough? When he's 23? I mean... Yeah, and, you know, young players getting put on the bench, you know, it, it, so you're saying, oh, well, we, we, we enjoy them. We, they, you know, they've been joining us in training. Uh, we like the look of them and so on. Uh, they need to get game time, though, don't they? You mm. know, you're going to need to sort of see this uh, This uh, Dominguez Quiner guy. He's been on the bench a lot, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Right the way through the village time, to, to, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, We've never seen him really on the pitch. <laughs> he doesn't seem to get a chance. No. So, you know, if he's a good, quick kind of, you know, uh, decent, decent on the ball, um, 
give him a go. Give him a go. I mean, I, you know, to me, Arnautovic is bizarre. Has been a bizarre signing. I don't. I, I don't quite see what. Yeah, there's what, moments in that game. As you know, the the, the well, that's the I think triple he can. He was, is a decent. He is. You know, he's clearly a, a, a capable footballer. But his head's all over the shop, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think he's got some inflated egotistical notion of what who he is and what he is. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he did have his moments. He also had moments of just being redundant. Yeah, figure yeah, yeah. in a shirt mm. on that in that game. Um, and so I'd rather have someone young, keen to impress, willing to have a go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I don't well, care I mean, if it costs twenty four million. If yeah. You're not going to pull your weight. If you're not going to, you know, run your heart out for the shirt, you shouldn't be in the team. No, absolutely. Though you know, as as I said about kind of Fernandez, I sort of feel that he should be. You know, should run around a lot more than he does. I was sort of a bit, you know, I was really disappointed with both him and Fletcher last season. Fletcher's gone, but but uh, Fernandez doesn't run about enough, doesn't work hard enough. You aren't you like nineteen or something? You should be running all over the fucking shop. What's well, that, that, that's one of the problems the team has. Did you see this in, in the papers over the weekend that, that West Ham run sprint? less than any other team yeah, in the Premiership. Yeah, that's been a... Um, uh, I thought I read some of that on Sunday. That was the most the teams run as a team yeah, all yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. A lot of it was completely purposeless running, but yeah. uh, at least they ran. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Ch- chickens with their heads chopped off yeah, run yeah. quite well. Well, yeah. is the definition you know. of that at the moment. He, he really has lost his, his mojo, He has, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it but it's interesting that he did get into those scoring positions. Yes, because he, he that's did. sort of something that's what he you does. want from yeah. him. That kind of you know, at least mm. yeah. I felt they were almost like the three of them in the middle were almost getting each other's way. Oh, I thought, definitely, I yeah. Sort mm. of, you know. Well, there's no shape. You know, it's a, yeah. a five-man midfield is just, especially if the wingers aren't really wingers, so they come inside. That was absolutely happening, and and that used to happen under Allardyce. Allardyce, because his his footballing philosophy is so basic and so simple which is put more people in the middle of the park and it'll be harder for the other team to get through them if they don't know what they're doing it's if anything easier it's if anything easier for another team uh to sort of get through five people that easier for a four-man midfield to find their way through a five-man midfield that doesn't know what it's doing yeah you know and um yeah and that's you know it's kind of You've just got to find a shape. And I think three at the back would possibly give you two to sort of sit in front of them and then one in front of them who's a playmaker. Yeah. What did you feel about... There was a lot of anti-board chanting, wasn't there? There was a lot of... Well... Um, so, I mean, what was your take on that? The... Um, James Cairns, who's a regular sort of uh, appearant on this podcast, uh, does the excellent The H List. He talks a lot about that uh, in the one Mm. that must have come out today and makes a lot of incredibly good points. Essentially, you know, the... um, you know, protests against the board, I don't know really, you know, how long those have been kind of happening. I think social media sort of uh, pumps them up and inflates them. I mean, there were, obviously, we are a club that did have a big sort of popular swell of uh, anti-board sentiment when the bond scheme happened. Yeah. But that was because of a, something new that the that only Arsenal had done, I think, which was try and get you to pay for the right to pay to watch a football match. And people just went, we're not having, we're, we're not having that. We'll just pay you once if that's okay for a season ticket, and that's we'll just pay that once. I don't want to pay to you know pay again. And what whatever they were thinking, the Cairns, uh, it was just idiocy, and there was a there was a, a groundswell of popular revolt against it. The 
what ultimately, you know, James is saying is that, that whether they're directed at the board or not, you're essentially just booing the whole organisation during the game. And footballers don't respond well to booing, especially ones that are low on confidence. Yeah. They'll just hide more. And I felt that, you know, when you're being booed, what, you know, it's, it's being booed has never improved any performance. You know? It's funny that, isn't it? Now, I, I've got to say that this is something I, I, I firmly believe in. If, if I've paid money to go see my team, I'm going to cheer them on. Yeah. Otherwise, why, why bother going at all? Yeah. And if they're not playing well, obviously if someone's completely, complete muppet, you know, yeah, you've got to say, you've got to call yeah. it out. But actually encouraging people, I find. Yeah. And, and there have been times I've been um, to, to games and the people, I'm the only person cheering. The people around me yeah. are just sat there grumbling. Well, and as, I think, Jan- as James I know, says, I'm not having a go, but, yeah. but on the other hand, maybe... I don't know. You, no. you get you instill confidence by trying to trying to g them up. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's also misdirected. I think it's you know there 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 are uh, lots of different kind of schools of thought. Thought that you know some are that the board has not backed the manager sufficiently. Um, you know, Sam Delaney was on this uh, when yeah, the board has like twenty million pound footballers. We've spent we've spent money on players. Uh, Billich targeted players. They went out and bought them. There are a couple that they did fail to buy, and uh, uh, but not you know Lacazette and Backer a couple of seasons ago. Not by not offering enough money, which it seems to be the sort of weird popular notion is that they're tight was that don't want to spend money. Both of those players, they offered more money than anyone else did. Normally, on eBay, that gets you the thing you want to buy. That's true. There were sort of personal reasons why, I guess, Lacazette and Backer didn't come. But if you offer more money than anyone else for a footballer, there's not much else you can do. If they, you know, if there is something inherently untrustworthy and unlikable about Golden Sullivan that makes players not want to come to West Ham United, then there is a problem. But they are, you know... They are sort of doing their best, uh, uh, you know. Uh, in in the case in the case of those two purchases or failed purchases, you know. So, as James Cairn says, he's not un, uh, uh, unremittingly, uh, uh, unapologetically defending the board entirely and saying that everything they do is brilliant. But certain kind of attacks on them, I'm not sure, are entirely accurate. I mean, they're spe- you know they're spending. They're spending money. They don't have the money of a Chelsea or a Man City. They simply don't have no. it. A lot of people are just going, why don't they just go out and buy and then naming an incredibly expensive footballer, you know, for many reasons. No, I mean, to play devil's advocate a little, I think the issue is the, is, is the way they have raised expectations and the rhetoric around the whole move and so on um, led people to believe that they were going to be ambitious and, and and so on you know the argument that we didn't make that move to that stadium and sacrifice all that was sacrificed uh, for that in order to put a relegation team on the pitch and uh, the game changed the game changed in the time that you know between the year I mean, the negotiations go back sort of five or more years don't they presumably yeah. so in the time that those negotiations were going and the whole deal was cut to go uh, and all the legal battles and whatnot were fought um, that the, you know the television money you know 
went up exponentially. Yeah. So everybody buys twenty million pound. Buying yeah. twenty million pound players now is not next level. I mean, that's what Stoke buy presumably twenty million pound players. You know, everybody does. So you know, they really did need to be getting a Lacazette or a Backer or whatever. And of course. You know, you, you've got to be able to offer serious possibilities of trophies and success and something a little bit more than yeah, uh, you yeah. know we're going to come and play for this mid-table club. No, you know that is it is a they, you know, they, you know covering... I'm, I'm not you know I, 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 so in a way I, I think to a certain extent they've got themselves into a bind, and I think uh, and and uh, people who bought into the whole move to the next stadium next time. we did the thing you know r- right early on didn't we um last uh, last season about raised expectations yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole kind of you know and i think um it's it's a, it's a toxic combination of those things really people feeling very very disappointed a board really stuck in a position where there's not a lot they can necessarily do um ab- about about what's happened i would say sullivan seems to interfere too much and seems to come out too much in, in public and and seems to do things that kind of do yeah. uh, undermine the manager but i don't I, you know i think he's a bit a bit of an ego and he likes he likes to be in you know to be the and ever present in the media and uh i i do wish he just they they would just sit back and and now now we've got what seems to be a reasonably competent professional group of people running the team they might not be exciting and they might not be particularly tactically innovative but they do you know between them they've got a lot of experience that that coaching team they just let them get on with it now if they identify players that they need in january window yeah go balls out to buy them for them you know don't say oh i've found this interesting player in you know in the colombian league you know uh, which is what does seem to happen from time to time. Well, I mean, you know, but the, mm. it, 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 it's hard, isn't it? Because in a way, you're sort of legislating for people's stupidity. Because anyone that well, thought, anyone that thought that the second we kicked off in the first game of the new season at the at the Millennium Stadium, at the uh, Olympic Stadium, we would be a Champions League team is insane. But that is what people thought. Halfway through the first season, by Christmas, people were going, well, they said we'd be at the next level when they're not. They're liars. Bats are liars. All oh, your lies. We'd be at the next level. And you go, shit, we're like <laughs> 10 games into a new season. And you think that we'll somehow have bypassed qualification for the Champions League and be in the Champions League, that we'd have sort of, you know, Ronaldo and Messi and Suarez. Well, there were a few people. But I mean, there I were a lot of people like I, that, yeah, including people we had on this but podcast. It was yeah. oh, so-called next level. You go, we're 10 games in the fucking season. But a, a, a large-scale sort of d- gathering of, of, of process, even from the away fans... Um, you know, is is now we're now twelve games into the second season. We're in, we're in, and we look like we're going to go down. No, that's right. Oh uh, yeah, that's that different. That's different. What's happened yeah. is what's happened is two disastrous transfer windows yes. that didn't strengthen the team. Yeah, and and there are a lot of reasons for that. And it's inexcusable that the second summer transfer window didn't strengthen the mm. team. And as we said, you know, we we said a couple of times those four purchases are uh, were decent purchases, but. They're uh, aging in the case of a couple of them. There's no pace there. No, and if you're no. a manager, the, the, the first season's success was predicated on pacey breaks. Yeah. Well, these guys aren't going to do that. If you then buy, you know, we, we, we said earlier in the pub, if, if two of your targets are Giroud and Javier Hernandez, you haven't got any tactical no, clue exactly. what you're going to do because exactly. those are two completely different types of footballer. Yeah, yeah. So you're, you know, so, so I don't feel that after the first keeping it tight defensively and hitting them on the break sort of tactic of the first half of the last season at 
Upton Park, um, that slowly eroded and disappeared and had gone by the second mm. season at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. And, now gone. And, and, you know, there were players that made that happen. One of them was, regardless of, you know, um, how good he is or isn't, Carl Jenkinson was very quick at yeah. right back. Nice. Uh, Cresswell was very quick at left back. Yeah. Then you had fast interplay between Paye and Lanzini. Bingo, you were off. You also had yeah. Moses. Yes, it's very direct, was very direct, and very yeah. quick. Yeah. And, and then and, Antonio coming through yeah. in the second half of the season, and to slowly dismantle that. Yes, um, and you know, Bilic didn't really seem to have a tactical plan or buy players to support that tactical plan. In fact, we could do with Faguli now, who after the clear out of everyone we bought last summer which people went, that's great, and it's an indictment for how bad those footballers were, that we've literally got rid of every single one of them now. Every single one of them. Um, except Ayu, uh, who came in the winter, in fact, didn't he? Well, um, yeah. You know, to finish my point, we could actually do with Faguli, because no, 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 no totally one's quick. That. We haven't got any quick footballers anymore. Well, you know, I mean... I, I, Enna Valencia was a much, much, much decried uh, player by a large yeah. part yeah. of the, the yeah. fan base. Um, and people were excited when Hernandez came in. You can see why they went for Hernandez. He had a buyout clause that was, was affordable, seemed to want, want to come to the club. It was a big name and everyone was very, very excited. I don't think many people saying, oh God, that's a disastrous no, signing. No, no. But actually, when you think about it, he was bought without any sense of how he was going to fit into our pattern of Played play. on his own up front. Because, because his whole career has been in successful teams who have a lot of the ball, mm. uh, you know, f- f- you know uh, have the other opposition, the opposition under pressure, and he feeds off scraps in the, in the box. He is a great finisher. We see that. The finish with the outside of his sort of yeah. palace, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, he is a f- superb finisher. We, but we're not going to dominate games. No. And he can't... He's not going to lead the line. He no. hasn't got that kind of, um, you know, pace and, no. and energy to do that. That's not his game. And he's not a physical presence either. He's decent, you know, on, on the ball. What you've got Valencia, well, Valencia, you know, sometimes, you know, would, 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 um, you know, uh, trap it half the length of a pitch, but he buzzed around. I mean, he, yeah. he you yeah. know, he had energy and he was busy and, and whatever. And, and that sometimes goes a little bit un, and he and Saka unrecognized. Yeah. Well, when Saka they were, when they, in yeah. Allard- that Allardyce is when they, yeah. when, when he sort of kind of stumbled across that, diamond. that diamond formation with the two of them. I mean, they were like a pair of angry wasps, weren't mm-hmm. they? I mean, they were just in, in, in yeah. right up defenders' asses, assholes the whole time. Yeah. We haven't got any of that. I thought Saka, of, you, know, uh, you know, he wasn't particularly effective, but I mean, by, by that, by the time he came on, the team was completely lacking any comment. Well, he'd been asked to kind of come in and be it, Andy Carroll. If Carrick. Moyes can repair the rift with Saka, I mean, oh, clearly it all went terribly wrong with Sacco in terms of his relationship with the club and so on. Um, if Moyes can, can and, and Pearce and Co can actually repair that and get him playing, he is a, a bloody good striker. He's, but I think he, you know, I mean, his tiny cameos, I mean, he scored against Swansea, uh, Swansea, scored. You know, that's that's playing. I think, he, I think he's looked perfectly competent. I think he's, you know... He's completely pragmatic. He he wants to leave, but while he's here, he'll play. You know, because if he wants to play for another club, he's got to be match fit. And he seems to, you know, he's not walking around the pitch sulking when he comes on. He looks all right. Looks pretty. Looks okay. But we only ever see him for ten minutes at a time. And mm. you know, I think if Moyes is coming and looking the best players, I would, you know, um, I would play him. 
at the moment, you know, I who's as, as an eye for goal, I think he was ill on on Sunday. Otherwise, he might have played. But, yeah, I uh, think I think Io recently. You know, I think he's he's he at least he tries. <laughs> um, he runs around. Um, you know, uh, another thing James says in the the H list, which I urge you to leave, just read, just Google the H list, and it's there. Uh, lots of the back editions are very good. There's normally one after every game. Um, James talks a lot about the the crowd and the booing on Sunday, and saying that there's a slippery slope when that starts mm. and you know uh the spurs game uh was quite an indicator of what the opposite is is that when we got a sniff that we might get back into the game with that kind of chatty goal from Ayu from a corner mm. the fans got right be- behind the team yeah. when it went to 2-1 we've only got to haul back another goal the crowd were going something's going to happen here and it yeah. you know the team, the crowd willed the team to make it happen. And when we got two back, we thought we could win this. Which is another reason why I think we might do better against some of the bigger club. You know, those two London, home London derbies coming against Chelsea and Arsenal. We might, oh God, they could easily end up as horror shows, I know. Um, but we might do better in those. Because I, th- I do think that when you, you, it's backs to the wall, I think, I think the crowd will be up for I think the atmosphere will be better for those. Um, it's when there's a bit of well, you should beat this lot, you know. Yeah. That, oh, that's that, that a, I, I, comes. I think it's remarkable. I always worry when the, the pundits are saying, "Well, here's a match coming up at the weekend. It's West Ham against team that hasn't won in seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just think, well, they're going to win then. Aren't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. they come to West Ham yeah. and win yeah. every yeah. every time. I don't or, know or, what or, or the team has player who hasn't scored for twenty five yeah. consecutive yeah, yeah. Well, they're, games. Yep, they're, they're, they're <laughs> going to they're going to suddenly put seven. Yeah. Yes, it's a question through. of uh, you know what they need, don't you? They yeah. need yeah. A, the, their tonic will be a game against West Ham. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's in yeah. our DNA, isn't it? That? Yeah, it, that's, it's remarkable. That's not new. I mean, that's, it, that was like it was like that under Lyle for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the the sort of the negativity, it feels like a kind of you, you know that some of the fans are in a kind of tantrum sort of state of mind, like you know when a toddler sort of starts to quite enjoy the tantrum they're having and and it's difficult (laughs) to stop them having that tantrum because they're sort of enjoying it. They've got into, you know, some endorphins have gone off in their brain and they are having a meltdown in the middle of a supermarket and this poor mum's going... It feels like our fans are kind of like, sort of want, you know, want to invite disaster so that they can say, this is a disaster. Um, James also made a really good point. I... I still urge you to read it. I'm now, I'm now telling you nearly everything in uh, James's blog, but I, uh, um, sort of about Brady in it. Uh, that the the um, they reserve a lot of their hatred for her, and James makes the point that uh, she doesn't manage anything to do with what happens on the football pitch. Uh, she's not involved in transfers. She's not involved in that sort of stuff. At the, and at the same time, she also moving to the Olympic Stadium wasn't her idea. It was Golden Sullivan's idea. And uh, they seem to, res- seem to reserve most of their hatred for her. You know, there mm. was a... Um, and it's uh, really offensive as well. It's kind of a, the, the fact that she's female seems to bring out the worst in uh, fat blokes from Essex. Uh, there was a post. Yeah. I sort of wish I had just uh, taken the guy off the Facebook group it's after the liverpool game is clearly written in a state of fury uh gold sullivan and that whore brady and nice. uh, yeah when you're when you're sort of assessing a woman who basically the reason you don't like her must surely be to do with her business acumen yeah. and the only epithet you can find to describe her is one to describe her sexual proclivities it's uh 
it's disgusting and it's a tiny brained man who is frightened confused and slightly aroused yeah. by women that can only find a way to insult them that has to do with their sexuality um, there was a lot of kind of tranny stuff oh, like what? what's happening in your mind <laughs> that is only making you able to criticise this woman based on something to do with her gender sexuality and what she's got between her legs it's sort of disgusting and it's tiny minded idiots Mm. And, uh, you know, in the climate of uh, uh, Gropegate and Harvey Weinstein, it really underlies something that's happening sort of and and has been happening, you know, since the dawn of time with stupid men. And, uh, yeah, really kind of uh, appalling, really appalling. And I sort of really hated hearing a lot of that stuff on, you know, she's a Tory peer. She and I really don't have anything in common, (laughs) but I don't have any opinions on her sexuality and what she does in bed or what she, she... The fact that I'm even kind of defending her and going, she's not a whore. She's not a whore. <laughs> you know, she's like, she's, no. you know, like, mar- she's a woman. She's married, you know. Uh, it's just insane. Insane. Really horrible. Uh, still, cheer up, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Good. Yeah. Are you sure she doesn't... Uh, Isn't te- a whore? No, teach them how to kick the football. Because sometimes Maybe. you do well. I mean, I, I yeah. saw a game a couple of years ago, and it wasn't so much that the players, uh, you know, had forgotten, you know, to, how to play with each other. It's the ball would arrive at their feet, and they'd sort of there'd be this moment where they look down at it and go, "What the fuck is yeah, that? Yeah. Oh shit! Oh, 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 kick it! Man, you away! First game of the season, and you've got to say sometimes. I, I, I it, sometimes you, you know, you you watch them, and it's like, what, what? Surely you must remember from last yeah, week yeah, yeah. That, that the ball gets kicked around and you, you know, do stuff. Well, that's what's happening, isn't it? We, there are uh, too many players not playing as well as they can play. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that becomes a sort of vicious circle, doesn't it? I mean, I, mean, I think that, like, you know, Noble is attracting sort of criticism at the moment, and I think it's just criticism, but he is also playing with two other guys all getting in each other's way, and they aren't playing very well either. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kiyati's a shadow of the player he was two or three years ago. Obiang is kind of okay, but, you know, he's young, and I think he'll, he'll sort of get better. But Bilic was starting to kind of drop him, and you go, no, keep him playing. That way he will get better, and he is good. He's a Spanish under-21, you know. He's a, he's a good player. I mean, the qu- qu- question I always think is, what, what can we all do... Because we're all in this boat, mm. this horrible sinky boat, um, is what can we do to help change that? Is be- no, I, I'm going back. To well, the again, crowd, you know, building yeah. confidence. How do you how do you build confidence in a team? Is part of the the ire of the fans at you know this new arrival? Yeah. Is it kind of they're thinking we're going to get the same with Moyes as we had with Allardyce? Is that part of it, or, I or am I wording them no. all? I think on Friday, what they've got to do, and if I were Moyes and Pierce, I, I, whatever happens in terms of the of the result, whatever, I think they have got to try and press, and I think that I think they've just got to very obviously run themselves into the floor. Yeah, and I think I think if the crowds see them doing that, if yeah. they see people chasing lost causes, really, really just just battling for everything, yeah. Um, they'll get they'll get behind them no, see, I, I think I it, and, and that yeah. and that's a confidence issue i don't i don't think it is necessary that they don't want to do well or they're not trying or they're lazy or they're looking for their next club i just feel 
um, you know, when when a team's got into the kind of rut that they're in, nobody wants the ball. Nobody's going to try and. Hey, when's the last time you saw Cresswell try and try and take a man on? Yeah, I mean, he used to do that on quite a, quite a regular base. I mean, Arthur came on, Masuaka came on, played le- played left wing, and actually, you know, got past the fullback a couple of times, yeah, yeah. Yeah. picked up the ball and run at people. You know, we you know we got the players who can do that. Mm-hmm. It's just. It, you know they're, they're they're frightened to take the responsibility, and I would say if I were the coach, I say look, don't worry, don't worry. If it goes tits up, doesn't matter. If as long as the crowd sense that you are absolutely going to not leave us, you know, you're not going to yeah. get anything out there. Absolutely, run yourselves into the ground. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and yeah, and the fans should uh, not boo them. You know. Uh, James does have pragmatic advice in his blog, but I don't want to essentially just give every single thing of his uh, blog away. Um, yeah, not booing them. Is he uh, paying you or something? Is what's, yeah. what's going on? I mean, is, is, is he, well, not, on? I wouldn't pay me to give away everything it says in his blog no. to the point where people don't read it. So in no. a way, I'm doing him a little bit of a disservice no. by no, no. people not... Uh, uh, it is a good blog. Yeah, no, it is. Other good it blogs exist. Uh, yeah. Don of the Hammer. Since Jim, you're, you want me now to advertise every blog that's going, I, going I don't on. I necessarily want that. Is that no. what you want, Jim? No, not is necessarily. That, no. We've already got you the Uber to take you home. <laughs> £9,000 because you live in like near the coast somewhere. <laughs> Your demands are really starting to... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go. Uh, now, is my bicycle going to be here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, good, yeah, right. Yeah. You did lock it up. Oh, I thought you lot did that for mm, no, 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 it won't be here. Um, so, uh, predictions for the Leicester game? Uh, I can't, I just, at the moment, I go, I don't see where the next win is coming from. So. I'll go first. West Ham United 1, Leicester 11. <laughs> That's uh, my prediction. Nick? Okay. Um... This is really, it's a, this is actually a tough question because mm. it all depends on what David Moyes and Stuart Pearce have done this week yes. with the lads uh, and um, how they've responded to him saying in public, well, some of those big names, you know, not worth the bigness of the name. Mm. So I will say 2-1 Leicester. Oh dear. Jim? I think it's going to be a very tough battling 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. 2-2 draw. Well, excellent. Uh, We will see you next week. Uh, This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans. uh, With me being Jim Grant. Cheerio. And Nick Hildred. Thank you. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Stop Hammer Time is backed for this season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft. Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others, and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. 
But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.